0: Hello everyone, it's season 2 of Quarter Life Crazy We're back, it's December, it's nearly Christmas And basically the whole world of Nambali is back in lockdown To introduce the very amazing first guest of season 2, Corey I'm about to play you about 20 seconds, 30 seconds of one of his songs Enjoy!
1: She just wanna be a radio star She'll do anything so she can get fucked. Waiting tables doing battle surface so she can surface I guess not worth it. I know she's perfect. Jenny Funner Black, I know I feel
0: yeah. Hello everyone, and welcome to season two of Quarter Life Crazy. Whoop whoop whoop. I hope you all enjoyed season one. I am so excited for this season, and we have got a very special guest for my first episode, and that is Corey.
1: What's going on, guys?
0: Hey, Corey. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah? Yeah.
0: How are you feeling about being on the podcast?
1: Oh, I was a little bit nervous, but like, I feel like this is going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, we're going to have fun. That's all we want to have. Exactly. Boom. Um, So, firstly, can you introduce yourself a bit like a Tinder profile?
1: Like a Tinder profile, okay. Yeah,
0: so simple, easy, So,
1: (laughs) from Canada, mixed up um, in terms of ethnicity, Jamaican, African, Spanish, a little bit of everything. I'm still i I'm still learning. <laughs> but um yeah, yeah, like a tender profile, right? Yeah. Uh roughly six foot. Um uh what else? What else? I don't do those. Um I don't
0: do the either, so I couldn't tell age. Age twenty seven. Twenty seven. Okay, so I'm twenty seven. Boom. Boom. Bam. <laughs> Best age to be, I think, at right. the moment. It's a powerful age. Okay, we're gonna crack on. So this okay. episode is all about chasing dreams. And mm. um, I've got Corey on this podcast episode specifically because Corey, mm. can you tell me a bit what happened two was it two Tuesdays ago? Mm tell me tell me what happened
1: last week to say yeah yeah uh so i hosted my first music release listening party um with some some friends i've sort of collected over the last year so being in bali um amy included (laughs) and um yeah it was it was very surreal it was very surreal um yeah yeah, it was, uh, I guess, long story short, how that event came to be uh, during lockdown in, I think it was, what was lockdown? Was that March? March, yeah. March, yeah, towards the end of March. Um, I just, yeah, it was pretty much like we're stuck in the house. So I was just working and I'd wrapped up on my projects. And I found myself even during, like, that process of wrapping up on my projects, procrastinating and making music and I was like, okay, I have an itch because I feel like this itch comes and goes during certain periods um, of my life so far. And I was like, all right, I actually got to, like, create the space and time to, like, just fully immerse into this and see what this itch is about. So I wrapped up on my projects. I decided I was going to take a little summer break and... Yeah, that that break, I just started writing music, got into the studio, booked the studio for about a month, and just
0: created some amazing music.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and um, got it got it finished. I heard it back, and I was really proud with what I created because I'm very. <clears throat> Excuse me, when it comes to my music, I'm, I am a bit of a perfectionist like most artists. Um, but I, I'd heard it back and I there wasn't much to critique. And it was like the first time I was like, wow, like this what? is I'm very happy with this. So I wanted to do something with it. Uh, we put it we put Feelings and Flights launched um, October 20th, 2020. And it was the it was like six days leading up to the song releasing. And then I think it was Bhavana that was like, you should do like a, a release project. And I think she'd mentioned that like maybe 10 days before, but like it was in and out. I was just like too overwhelmed with whatever I was doing at the time, um, working on getting the release out and uploaded. And she said it again. And I was like, that's a great idea. Like I didn't hear it the first time. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so, yeah, yeah, we probably like four, at least four all nighters to get it all done within the few days we had. And yeah, we. Yeah, we, I think we pulled it off.
0: I think you did. It was such a good party. So the music was great. The vibe was great. The energy was really fun. I think everyone enjoyed it and everyone loved the music. Corey, set the scene a little bit for me. So when did you really start getting into music? What age? So I'm really interested in your story because mm. obviously you have a background in um different projects and whatever marketing is it marketing uh, branding. branding branding Brandon, marketing, Brandon and, marketing. Mm-hmm. and so i'm really interested in you actually following your dreams so mm-hmm. tell me more about music as a kid when did it really start for you
1: yeah um i was, was journaling about this other day
0: oh perfect there we go fresh on your mind <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I, I i was five years old toronto i remember i was in my room and my mom came in one day and she brought in a gift she's like i got you something and i was like i love gifts i remember my mom bring me a gift and i was like oh like is what that is one it of your love
0: languages I, I think so yeah. i
1: think so <laughs> i i feel like it's changed back then it was but like nowadays it's it's definitely shifted i'm like i think my love languages are like touch words of affirmation quality time
0: You can't have all five. There's only, like, two out of five.
1: Yeah, I think those are the top three. Mostly the first two, though. Those are my core ones. And the third one's just, like, cherry on top. But um, anyway, so (laughs) my mom comes. She brings me this gift. And... She was like, I got you something. And, like, she's opening it. I'm like, what is that thing? And it's, like, this electronic thing. And then she opens up this other thing. She presses a button. It, like, opens up. She puts something in there. And then I, I start hearing, like, words. And a voice, like, starts singing. I'm like, oh, this sounds really good. Like, what? Like what is that thing? She's like, it's a boombox. It plays music. I was like, oh, this thing is cool. Yeah. And um, <laughs> she's like, the voice on this is Michael Jackson. I was like, Michael, who? And uh, we started, I remember we started dancing in the room. And she left, and I just, I probably danced for like six hours after that. And like, that was the thing. Like, that's how it sort of started. I love dancing. And I remember. Do you
0: still dance now? Yeah, you know, when we go to the club, we like, first.
1: you haven't seen me dance. I've not seen you it's dance. It's not yet. Like, over, like, you know, it's just like out of fun. Yeah. But, anyways, it's coming. It's coming. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, so it kind of started with dance. And I I remember I used to, like, visualize myself in front of a crowd. Like, that that was sort of, like, me paying in my imaginative imaginative land at the time. Because the area I was living in, Toronto, my mom was kind of, like, it wasn't, like, the best area. So she didn't really let me—she didn't let me outside outside of school. So I was kind of, like, isolated, but it was really good because I feel like I created, like, my own world. And a lot of the things, including music— I'm trying to pursue today it was only because I had that time in isolation as a kid to really get imaginative and sort of I guess in a sense manifest sort of the things I'm experiencing now so yeah
0: yeah yeah that's very certain this is a sidestep question but mm. you're talking about that imaginative space when you're a kid do you feel that was like an escapism for you
1: Mm. I think so I think In in a positive way Yeah yeah, Like a healthy
0: way Just being so
1: bored And being like I don't want to be bored Like let's do something You know
0: Do you think we lose that As adults
1: 100% Right 100% And I, I feel like This whole act Of Like within the last Few months Like pursuing or i guess immersing myself in the music has almost been me sort of saying like latching on to that and saying like we're not going anywhere like you know what i mean
0: yeah
1: holding on to that inner child and yeah yeah definitely never want to lose that because i think that's the thing that gives me life yeah like you know it's
0: following your soul your creative soul yeah um that kind of leads me on to the question um tell me how you kind of got from this five-year-old kid dancing doing were you singing at that time Yes. Yeah, so you're yeah. saying And then tell me, how did you kind of get lost on your way? Because I feel like I could be getting this wrong, but you've only just kind of gone back into the music now, right? Yeah. Why did it get lost?
1: Hmm. Uh, so, okay, so let me continue this story. Okay, sorry. So then, no, no, no <laughs> it's good. I'm no, it's a great it? question. Um, so then, fast forward high school, uh, me and my friends, we always used to freestyle. And, uh, well, they would freestyle, and I would just be there, like, listening, like, and they'd sort of be like, all right, you're big big, like, no, I'm good, I'm good, I don't <laughs> want to freestyle. Um, and then I remember I was freestyling with my brother and my cousin, and they sort of, like, pushed me to actually do it. And I tried it for the first time, and I was like, this is kind of cool. And then, so I'd go back high school, I started freestyling with my friends and got comfortable doing it. And then I started writing music again, and I remember my cousin... Um, this is probably, like, five years later. I'm in high school. I think I'm in grade, like, 10 or something like that. And he picked me up one day, and he's like, all right, my friend has a studio in his room. And then we, like, drive to, we drive, like, 20 minutes from the suburbs where, where I was staying. And um, I got to say, closer to my... Um, and then we'd... I literally went to this guy Naweed's house, which is a really good friend of mine now, and sort of, he's sort of... We've, we've been along, like, this musical path. He's back in Toronto... And he opened up his closet and like there's this mic stand with like a mic in it and his like computer cord is like hooked up to it beside the closet. He's like, all right, go on and record it. And I recorded like my first song. It was I, looking back. It wasn't like the best song, but it, it was a good time. You've got an old spot somewhere, you know? Yeah. And I got the little I got a little uh, rap nickname for my friend C. ills. <laughs> And CLs. CLs. <laughs>
0: you know I'm going to call you that. <laughs> oh, <forever>. <laughs> no. <laughs> all
1: right, it's, it's all good. I like it. I like it. And um, yeah. Yeah. And then fast forward, started started, um, well, actually, this was grade nine. Grade nine, I, I remember I came home one day and my mom was crying on the couch and I was... I remember taking on my shoes and thinking to myself, like, did somebody die? And, like, feeling into it. I was like, no. Um, and I go up to her, and I'm like, Mom, what's wrong? And she said she got gotten laid off. And when you're that age, you don't really know what that means until, like, fast forward. I was probably towards the end of grade 10. It started to get really rough mm-hmm. uh, in tr- financially in terms of, like, it being winter and um and, like, there's no heat, there's no hot water, electricity for a few... I remember it's for a week or a few days within that week. And that sort of woke me up. I was like, I got to do something about this. And I knew how to use Photoshop. And I decided I was going to start a graphic design company.
0: So how old are you at this age, sorry? Because I'm uh, Sixteen. Sixteen. Oh, wow. 16. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah. And um, then as I was building that business and helping out, I was working a few jobs uh, or a couple jobs um, that got me into. While I was doing it, I was always songwriting because yeah. that was like my passion. I couldn't I was let that go. About to ask it was, you. I was always like, happening you? simultaneously. Yeah. And then, then twenty seventeen, it, it was that same itch. It came back up, and I was like, all right, I gotta like, I gotta get into a real studio. I gotta like actually like write something, pull something together, get a producer. And, um, I made, what song was it? I think the first song was Wifey Vibes, if I'm correct. Actually, no, sorry. Let me, let me rewind back a bit. Same friend that I, I went to his house to record in high school. We ended up doing like a mini project. And, um, I, I think out of all the songs, we did like maybe six or seven songs, but there was only one song I was happy with, uh, one or two. And um, so I ended up putting those out and it was like that same thing. It comes in phases. And then, um, fast forward, then I got the same itch because I'd been living in England for a few months. about so, in England? Um, I was living up north. It was bouncing back between up north, like call area. And, um, in England?
0: Not, yeah, yeah, Not near Liverpool? No.
1: I, I, is that near Liverpool? Where's,
0: where are you saying? Cole. Hull. Oh, Hull. Yeah, Hull. Hull. A little bit. It's
1: like I'm not. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was in Hull, um, bouncing between Hull, Leeds, and London, and I'd spent some time there, met a few people, and then came back to Toronto, and then I recorded. Um, I put out those couple of songs I recorded with my friend, and I put out another song I recorded called "Wifey Vibes," and that was like my favorite song at the time. I actually played that at the listening party. Oh, yeah. That was a throwback one. And um, yeah, and then was that I was the last one you sang. That
0: was the, the sec-
1: that was the second one. So, oh, the second, second one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I put that out, and then a guy I'd met, he was a DJ um, in in UK. He's like, "Hey man, I'm trying to my friend's trying to start like this label thing." Da 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 da. And he's like, "He wants to." Like he has a connection because he wants to do Conor McGregor was fighting at the time and he was trying to get a theme song put together for him to walk out to. And um, I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Like, it seems a little like far fetched, but whatever. And uh, I got into a studio, recorded the song. And that was like my first like rap song I put out. And I was like, I'm addicted to this. Yeah. Did
0: he do um, it? Did he walk
1: out to it? No, 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 no. Oh. It didn't end up. Yeah. So it didn't end up working out just for disclaimer. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, yeah. If it did, that would have been dope. But I kind of expected like, ah, oh, this is whatever. But I'm just going to roll with it. But it
0: yeah. started you off and that's how you've got to do it, isn't it? Like, you're not mm-hmm. going to do the first thing and it's going to be amazing. You have to put the dedication and hard work in, yep. right? Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And um, yeah, yeah. And then fast forward. So as this is all but going on, that, I'm building.
0: Yeah. So sorry, just because you jumped from, so 16 and then we're we're at 27, right? Yes.
1: Are almost at 27. I think we're at like 24 right now.
0: What were you doing? So I'm just talking more in terms of chasing dreams. So mm. there's going to be a lot of people out here that are going to be like, okay, I want to mm. chase my dream, but mm-hmm. how do I, it's, it's not all like how do I say this it's not all like the fairy tale right you Mm, have to put mm, the hard work in you mm, have to work a side job you have to do mm -hmm. put the graft in how did you stay motivated to do that
1: yeah yeah so definitely having mentors um feeding my mind um so I I guess to answer that first question you asked like how did I get sort of lost along Mm. the path I, I wouldn't say... I think at the time, I perceive it as lost, But then now, looking back in hindsight, it's like I had to go through what I had to go through in order to get into the branding business. Once I got into the branding business, I got to learn what it's like to actually build the brand and become a personal brand, build an audience, and do the groundwork things I would need to do in order to actually pursue my music and have a chance at making it successful. And... Yeah, yeah. So I think when you're going through the motions, you know, it's like what Steve Jobs says. It's like you can only connect the dots looking back. And
0: oh wow, I like that. You That's know, good. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like when you're in, when you're still in that that motion of trying to connect from one dot to another during that path, it can feel like you're lost because you're like, we're also in our 20s. You know what I mean? And it's like, we have no idea what the world's about. And we have, it's kind of hard to have that strong sense of security because we're always in the unknown and trying to figure things out and navigate life. And yeah, yeah. So I, so I guess, pursue it. I guess through the experience and going through that unknown, it definitely felt at times like I did disconnect from my music because there were some times where I actually feel like I, I did disconnect because i got I got wrapped up in the process of trying to build the business and I didn't because usually my music was happening simultaneously. But there's, there were times where, like, say, like certain studio sessions didn't go right in a certain um, for a certain period of time, and I was like, all right, "I need to take a break from music, mm-hmm. and I just gotta like go back all into my business." And um, I think all those things were necessary. I think all those things are necessary. But um, in terms of chasing your dreams, now looking back. I guess the times I perceived I was like sort of getting, you know, lost trying to just purely build the business um, or, or just we need those things. We need that that financial stability in order to even create our art from, um I guess a place of least resistance and not having to worry and feel like stress about the process, because I feel like pursuing art should be about the enjoyment and the love of the process and not necessarily having to worry about like um, paying the bills. And that's sort of how I had to reframe it in my mind, because there's definitely a point where I was Business, it's it's a lot of hard work, or even funding your dream in general. Um, whatever you're doing, whoever's listening to this to fund your dream, it it can be hard work, and especially to balance out with the thing you're actually trying to pursue. Um, and that's what I, it's it, it's exactly what they say. It's like I'm um, um, losing. What's that quote? Good things don't well, basically that like good things don't come easily. What's that? Oh, they they frame it in a certain way, but that's the core message. It's like if dreams aren't here to come easy. It's like, we got to work for the dream because the dream will only meet us halfway there. So we got to do whatever we can to meet that 50% mark so that we can meet the full 100 And And, um,
0: yeah. I think it's like, um, as well, I suppose, what... What is your dream? Where do you see it as a, uh, as a uh, success? Or is your dream you just creating the music anyway? Because I think this is a lot of thing that gets, people get wrong is if you've got a goal, of course, have your goal, aim for it, get there, manifest it. But I think a lot of people take up They don't enjoy the journey of it. And that's the whole point of it. You never know if you're going to get to that goal. You're never Mm, going to know if you're going to get to that end game. So you've got to do something. It's the process. It's not the end.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Dream. I feel like when we're young, we're so like the dream, like the pick a white fans, big house, family, et cetera, et cetera. It's like a very like one dimensional version of a dream, but a dream, it's not a destination. Yeah. It's it's exactly what you said. It's a process, it's a journey, it's a lifestyle. And I think lifestyle is key because a lot of us, and this is actually what I believed growing up er, in my early stages of like getting into like business and why I even want to get into business, which is natural. I want to get into business because I want to make money so I can help my mom. And I just wouldn't have to be worried about money. And but with that what we don't want to do is associate the dream with things. Cause it's not about the things it's about the things we get to do every day. It's about the experiences, the well. exactly the feeling. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. So, so I guess to answer your question, it's, it's dreams are the experiences and the feelings that come with them. So it's, it's, Asking yourself like not what where do I want to be in ninety days or what do i ha- want to have in ninety days, but it's like what do want what do I want to experience on a daily basis during those ninety days? how do I want to wake up and live from morning to evening um and yeah.
0: That's that's yeah. beautiful. I'm um, tell me about your mum now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah How yeah. does
0: she feel about you? How does she uh, feel about your music? How does she feel about you living in Bali?
1: Yeah, I've been lucky. I've been lucky. She's she's always been supportive. Like, I remember I remember even just to rewind back, um, I was in college and I'd reached this point where I had to basically choose college or my business because I got an email from a client one day and it kind of like... That's
0: 16. Uh,
1: No, no, this was by 20. Oh, 20. This was by 20. And um, I got an email from a client one day and she's like, look, you know, we're working 18 hours because we're trying to create a life for our kids and things of that nature. And it kind of hit me and I was like, it was the first time, I'm like... I realized there was meaning and there was impact behind what I was doing, even if I wasn't seeing it directly. Um, And I was like, I got to take this way more seriously than because it's not about my dreams. And that's another thing about dreams. It's never about just your dreams. It's about the dreams you get to impact and also build along the way with the people around you and the people you work with
0: um well that's what i mean because when i was um at your event on tuesday you looked so alive you looked so happy and engaged and you were just your whole face was like on fire and it's like people even though me i can't sing a tune but i was looking at you and i was like that's someone that's inspiring me to follow what i want to do do you know what i mean because you could see that passion in your face Mm. and so yeah i totally get that it's like when you start up leveling yourself, then you're inspiring those around you to do the same.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. Yeah.
0: But so you were in college. Sorry. Yes. In college sorry. I was and in college.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was in college. I was in college. And so I got this email from the client, and they're like, you know, we're working 18-hour days trying to support our family and build a future for our children. And she just worded that way or worded that email in a way where I was like, damn, okay, I got to do something about this. And it was very black and white where right? I either had to choose college or the company, and I chose the company. And that was a definitely a big decision I had to talk to my mom about. Mm-hmm. Um, And she was actually supportive. I was actually surprised. She's very like, I think she knows my heart. She knows that I want to create. She knows that I'm not just going to like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go all in, basically. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, all right, do it. And so I did. And yeah, so she's definitely along the journey. She's been supportive even during times where she was probably not as supportive. But in terms of keeping my dream alive, she would say whatever she needs to say. Like as a kid, she was the type of person to, to say on multiple occasions, like, look, whatever you want to do, whether you want to be the president or you want to be an astronaut or a businessman, whatever you want to do you can do it as possible.
0: Oh, that's good. And she would
1: instill that into my mind and plant those seeds and, yeah.
0: That's good. That's lovely to hear. Okay, so let me get my questions. We've been freestyling it since now. (laughs) I was like, you got so much to say. I was like, perfect, even better. Okay, so was there anything kind of holding you back from starting earlier? And Mm. then we've kind of wrapped this, but... Music? music
1: Music-wise? Yeah, Yeah, music-wise. Definitely. The fear of the unknown...
0: Oh, tell me a bit more about that.
1: Yeah, the fear of like... because So it's a combination of things. It was definitely limiting beliefs, um, self-belief, self-things, basically self-doubt. And just like... At the core, fear. Fear of, like, what if this doesn't work out? What if, like, I become, like, a starving artist or something? And I think because of the experience, the financial experience I went through with my mom, like, that's, like, my biggest fear, like, not being, having that stability or that growth. So I, I that was definitely a huge thing that stopped me. It was like no, no, I gotta focus on my business. Like mm-hmm. da, da 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 da, and but we're also trained to think like that because yeah. we're trained to think. It's just one of those things. It's just a common like myth or limiting belief that we have to like rewire and reprogram our minds to see things differently and and just having that self belief. Like I think that was the biggest thing. I think I had to build my confidence and to fully believe in my craft in order to vulnerably, like, put it out and, you know, deal also deal with the, the backlash. Not backlash, it wasn't that harsh, but sort of the... Thoughts that would get projected onto me of other people's sort of ideologies and beliefs around sort of chasing your dreams or trying to make your art your full time thing. And them saying, like, are you sure you want to drop your business in order to do like, like, bro, this is not a good idea. Like, did it like dealing with those things and just sort of building myself up until I was confident enough to when those conversations would come up, know that I was making the right decision and not have those, not me absorbing um, those thoughts mm-hmm. and believing them to be my truth. Because at the end of the day, no, everybody is born here with a specific unique gift, a unique genius, you know, and a oh, purpose tied that. to that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel... The universe, like the universe has been poking me a long time to be like, pay attention to this, pay attention to this, look. And I feel like everybody has that within us. And it's our purpose to listen when that call comes. Um, one one of the songs I'd um, I'd streamed that day was a song called Voicemail. And it's it's basically about my purpose uh, we all get the call and like sometimes when we feel like oh maybe this is the thing you know and in the song I refer to it as like pocket dialing when we feel we get the call but it's not for us because we're not good enough or like this is too risky and things of that nature and that it's basically song was about like picking up the call when you're calling calls for you or your purpose calls for you cuz everyone has a calling this is why we're here we don't come here purposeless and it's 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 a combination of things. It's it's about listening to your heart and your body when your body gives you the signs. Your body will always tell you what's good for you. When you feel excited and you feel electrified, there's there's a reason behind that. And you'll find the commonalities, you'll find the common threads. And for me, it was specifically it came through songwriting. I'd be writing songs sometimes and I would just feel I would feel goosebumps. And for specific times, not all the times, but sometimes I'd feel goosebumps and this overwhelming feeling of like well being and joy. And it, you, you get a clear message at the time. And I feel like everyone goes through that kind of experience in some way, shape, or form, um, in a day to day. And sometimes, People get to be more adventurous and they don't get those feelings right away. So they got to make a conscious decision to experiment and try a bunch of different things. And that's fun, too.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, and...
0: Wait, let me just stop you there, one thing, because I don't want to go off track. Yeah. So how did you overcome the fear?
1: How did I overcome the fear? I don't think, and I think this is the game of life, I don't think we get to. I don't think the majority of us get to fully overcome the fear. I think it's learning to manage the fear, and yeah. and because it's always going to come up because your your but that's what your body's programmed to do. But I think what you can also do is reframe the fear. So a lot of times, like that anxiousness and etc. It's 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 just like energy in your body. It's an emotion, but the flip side of that emotion. So like for example, for example, for example. For example <laughs> <laughs> for example, is, uh, That's one of I'm looking at my own words today. That's one of the best <laughs> words I've heard so far. So, <laughs> so so for, funny, yeah, for example. Yeah, for example, like anxiety and excitement are different sides of the same coin. So what you can do when you're feeling anxious. You're also excited at the same time, but what's differentiating the feeling is simply how you're perceiving that feeling so sometimes if you're feeling anxious, you can if you say out loud like this is scientifically proven i I forget the guy it's this neuroscientist on youtube he'll come to me later but um If you literally say out loud, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited, that feeling starts to shift because you're telling your brain what to focus on. And I might drift the conversation one more time, but what we focus on is huge because we can either be focusing on what are all the things that can go wrong during chasing my dream, and that this has definitely helped me, or we can focus on what are all the things that can go right And once you start focusing and putting your energy into everything that can go right, that stuff starts showing up more. And it's crazy because sometimes they're showing up simultaneously, like bad things and good things are happening simultaneously. But it's what we choose to focus on. We get to see more and experience more because there's times like I look back there's times where I was definitely seeing things pessimistically. Is that, is that yeah. I said? Right? Pessimistically. And there's things where I've, um, and during the times of seeing it pessimistically, I look back and I was like, oh, that, you know, that thing went wrong. But on the flip side, this thing actually went really well. Um, <clears throat> so that's one thing. And another thing is, I'm a recovering perfectionist, been working on that, but it's also been a big driver for helping me create music I actually really enjoy and I, I find to have good uh a good quality. And I with perfectionists, I think that's where a lot of the fear comes up as well, because we're fear, we we fear making a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know? But then we got to look at like mistakes themselves and say like, all right, what are mistakes? Mistakes are when we mess up and you know, it's true. If we knew better, we would do better. If we understood all these sides of an action or an outcome, we would, we would consciously do better. So it's like, then you look at a mistake, it's like, okay, I made a mistake because I didn't, I wasn't educated enough on this topic or I wasn't as aware yet um, or developed in this area. So it's like, cool. Then if you really look at a mistake for what it is without the motion, let's say, tied to it, a mistake is just a learning experience. So it's actually an asset. Because when, when you make mistakes, you can get that data back. It's like it comes to business. It's like- so Say you're running a marketing campaign. There's, you know, when you first launch a marketing campaign, it's never perfect. And what you want to do during the second phase of launching that marketing campaign is go through optimization. And what optimization is, is saying, all right, cool. What tweaks can we make to perfect this so that this performs at a higher level? Because right off the gate, it's not going to perform. So it's like one of those things where it's like mistakes are just... They're learning experiences, lessons, and they're just... They give you the awareness and tools to be a better you and not feel anxious the second time. Like, that listening party when I did the performance part, performing, like, getting on stage and speaking, that's my biggest fear. Yeah. Like, yeah. So... And I remember when I did, when I did speak, I was like, I was a little bit, I'll be honest, I was terrified. I, was like, I didn't want to do it. I was <laughs> like, I I, I I know, I know. But then as I got into it, I'm like, oh, I kind of like this. Yeah. And I'm like, so what is this? What's this? Why am I anxious about this? But then as I'm learning to do it, I'm enjoying the process. And it came back to that unknown, not knowing that unknown. And And it's just one of those things where if you don't do it enough, it's, or sometimes, you know, how we minimize fear, we just got to do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Because um, usually fear is just not having enough awareness um, in whatever that activity is or that thing is that you're fearful of. Or or in a sense, your brain not having enough memories of experiencing it or enough positive memories of experiencing it to feel more confident in whatever that area um, is. And yeah.
0: I think um, there's a really good quote. Um, well, not a quote, but it's a fact. So if you're an investor and you're um, wanting to go with a business plan to someone, people are more likely going to invest in you if you can tell them why you failed and what you learned from the fail- failure. Mm. So it's all about that, how you're saying with the mistake. Is it really a mistake if you learn and then you evolve and you grow and you get better at what you're doing, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: For sure. Exactly. Okay, um, another question for you. Um tell me about creative Corey compared to Corey a year ago.
1: Mm, creative Corey I think
0: Is there much difference?
1: I don't think there's a huge difference. I don't think there's a huge difference. I think now cause say the me a year ago I was definitely in a much more logistical role. Um I think now I'm more balanced. Now more balance.
0: Is it more in terms of so? Say I met you a year ago, and I met you today. What is different about you?
1: Mm, that's a really good question. Mm. I just feel like I'm more myself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: More like that five year old boy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Bringing bringing him along for the ride more often. Definitely.
0: I've said this before in the podcast, but I feel like and it was the same for me it was like I was a kid and I loved writing and I loved creating things and then Mm -hmm. I got lost somewhere and that's fine I had to go through that journey but now I've learned it's not about me it's trying to strip all the stuff that I've added on to myself Recently, Does mm. that make sense? So now the goal isn't to become in this magical, mystical creature yeah. in the future. It's actually to strip away and go back to who I was as a kid. Yes. yes, you know what I yes. mean? Does that make sense? I, exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Because I think we're always about to like, grow, get to our higher consciousness. It's like, no, 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 no. Strip back all the bullshit and get back to our true selves.
1: Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Because that, that's the purest version of yourself or like, for example, like in spirituality, what they call... <clears throat> What they call like, let's say enlightenment. It's like everybody comes into this world enlightened. It's the world that sort of or adds on all these ideas of who we are through our experiences, growing up, through social conditioning, culture, society, things of that nature, systems. And then we get to a point where it's like we want to come back to that place of purity, that place where we're fully ourselves, unapologetically ourselves. We don't experience much fear because fear is something that is man-created, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah, as a kid, they just play, don't they? You're, you're a kid, you're playing, you're, curious. you're enjoying. Yeah, you want to learn. Yeah, you, you don't burn get... yourself
1: on the stove and it's like, ah, oh, that hurt. That was fucking <laughs> awesome, like, you know?
0: Yeah, there's no fear of failure, is yeah. there? Just like, boom. Okay, so what would... You... What would you say now as Corey, who's just did that launch party and it was amazing to mm. that 16 year old Corey that was cold, mm. didn't have the heat in, was really scared? Hmm.
1: I would just say definitely. OK, so number one, I'd say worry less. Don't like, you know, minimize that fear of the future um, and just keep being you. I feel like that's the only just stay true to your heart you know, stay, true to, your stay heart. true to your heart and yeah.
0: Stay true to your heart.
1: Yeah. That's the biggest thing.
0: That's a, yeah. that's a really good one. I like that. Okay. Um, what do we need to know about you? The real you? Mm,
1: that's a hard question. I don't mm. know. <laughs> what do y'all need to know about me?
0: <laughs> well, that's a hard what, Yeah. What is, okay. Like obviously music is your tracing your dream. It's your goal. But mm. I mean like, how? What do we need to know about you, Corey? But maybe not everyone knows. Hmm. Because say you're saying you're getting back more to your true self. You're following your dream now. You're getting the confidence to be vulnerable. Hmm. What do we need to know?
1: <laughs> definitely. So, I guess number one, I'm definitely at heart. At heart, I'm an artist. Okay. Um. Number two, this is a hard one. It's a hard it question, is a hard isn't it? I don't. I don't know if this is. This is. I guess these questions are things I'm sort of like rediscovering about myself and retapping into. But the second thing is that I really, I really want to like make an impact in the world, um, help people love more, help people experience more, feel more. Because I just feel like coming back to what we were saying and and. I feel like it's such a gift to re-experience that inner child. Yeah. Like you know, there's you can give people in the world. Like if everyone have money and all these things, that's cool. But the real meaning thing, meaning meaningful thing you can do for someone is to give them a feeling back they thought they lost.
0: Oh, that's so good. Can you repeat that?
1: <laughs> I forgot what I said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think you just said. The best gift you can give someone is giving them back a feeling I thought they lost. They thought they 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 lost. Holy shit, Corey, that's so good. That's a quote.
1: (laughs) That's a quote. That's a a quote. Okay,
0: give me um, a funny answer. What is something funny that we need to know about you?
1: Definitely, well, funny. Definitely that in my true nature, I'm like a class clown. Yeah. yeah. Um, Something funny, something funny.
0: Like, do you have any OCDs? Do you have any? Oh, oh my yeah.
1: germaphobe tactics! <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> so my mom, she was a big germaphobe, and like I'm totally enrolled into that that habit of hers. And I'm like, I don't know, I'm just like a clean freak with like certain things. And my friend, my friends find it so funny.
0: Um. Okay, how do you? This is a bit negative, but how would you feel if you weren't chasing your dream? Can you imagine <sighs> like I what dying. life would look Oh wow. Yeah, dying.
1: Yeah. For that's me,
0: a- I always feel like with that, it's if I wasn't being my creative self, it would just look like mundane routine. Yeah. And that's where I think the depression sets in, isn't it? If exactly. you're doing that mm-hmm. if you're not li- like I say, it's not about being the next superstar, but if you're not following that creative energy, you're literally like you're not feeding your soul. You're literally it's just your battery's running low there's just nothing yeah. going on right yeah. yeah okay so you'd feel like you're dying
1: yeah
0: um okay we're nearly wrapped up pretty much we've done a good great you've given so much advice give me some
1: more give I'm me some more do you want <laughs> more let's go yeah give me some more let's go <laughs> so let's so go
0: put it down down <laughs>
1: I'm just um, getting started I'm getting wound <laughs> up
0: okay And apart from music what lights you up
1: mmm what lights me up this could sound super nerdy and politi- politically correct but like my personal development and my growth yeah i well, think that
0: doesn't sound nerdy that sounds really intelligent to me mm-hmm. very emotionally smart
1: mm-hmm. yeah definitely definitely i just like the idea of breaking my own limits okay you know what because the- it gets me a step closer back to that inner child place of like that limitless thinking where limits don't exist but we're, you know, we get older and we're taught like all these limits exist, and then that's where like the fear comes in, and then you gotta like retrain yourself.
0: So tell me, what's what's the next thing you need to break, a limiting belief? If you got one that's going on now that you need to push past, or what's your yeah. next kind of challenge?
1: I think I think for me, it's just minimizing. It's it's getting over the collective beliefs around being an artist and being an abundant artist, you know what I mean, versus a starving artist. Um, Because I definitely think that's, like, a collective limiting belief over time. And I, I don't know, I feel... I feel like pursuing this, this is something... So, okay, so I have this weird thing where, like, I'll have, say, like, I'll be making music or, like, I'll be doing something in, like, relation to it, or sometimes not even, but I'll get this sense of, like, this déjà vu feeling, and then I'll have, like, a higher, like, a sense, but it doesn't make sense, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, logically, that it's almost like, it's almost like I'm re-experiencing something I've experienced already in the past, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: You know, and then I think to myself, I'm like, like, for example, have have you had a dream, have you ever had a dream where like you, it's a specific type of dream and, like, you didn't do something in the dream and you wake up, you're like, oh, if I knew that was a dream, I would have just did it. Like, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't have been, like, scared to do that or, like, you know what, worried as much about doing that thing in the dream. Yeah. Have you ever had, like, one of
0: those? I've never. Not so much those. Yeah. I get a lot of uh, feelings in my dream, so I'll wake up and I'll feel whatever I was feeling in my dream. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, I've not had that. Tell me more about that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, sometimes, like, for example, I had this dream... I this dream there all right, so I'll I'll keep it related to music. I this dream that I was supposed to be performing on like this big stage. There's this stage called the ACC. It was like a huge stadium full of people and like I, I think I was like the opening up for the last performance but before that I was watching like three people like in the crowd like perform and like just watching it watching them taking it in and I think it was like my first like really really big show and I was so nervous and and then I remember because my mom was there I remember like talking to my mom whatever then getting around backstage and I was up next and I was like Mm -hmm. proper sweating like I was like oh man so and then I end up going on the stage and then the dream ends But I remember waking up for that dream and being like, oh, that was such a dream. I'm like, but it felt so real. It's one of those things where you feel the the feelings of whatever you're feeling. And I was like, if I knew that was a dream, though, I would have operated differently. I wouldn't have been as worried or nervous. But
0: isn't that an amazing metaphor for life?
1: Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like,
0: what if this is all a dream? Or say we go onto a higher level next when we die or whatever, and we look back and we go, "Oh fuck," that's what I'm scared of. Is like looking back on this time if we do get a chance to look back and go, "I didn't do enough. I didn't, I didn't do those things I really wanted to do because I was too scared." So it's like that's a great metaphor for life, being like, "Oh, at the end of it, like." So you get on your deathbed, you're not going to be looking back and go, "Oh, I remember all that fear going on stage." You're going to be remember being on stage. You're going to exactly. remember singing. You're going to remember yeah. doing the best that you could yeah. and jumping into it, right?
1: Yeah. So like, whenever I can remember, I'll ask myself that question. I'll be like, "What if this was a dream?" You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. I'll I say like that. that, and I notice how like even my body change, like the feelings in my body automatically switch, and then I just I'm just less, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good, like, mental habit or tool to have um, whenever you're, you're pursuing something that can be fearful. Because most things we actually—the reason why we're scared of things is because we really care, you know? So, like, when you're chasing your dream— you're going to naturally be scared. There's very little, even the people that look the most confident when they're pursuing something. Exactly, exactly. She's
0: in a fucking birth. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that's the human experience. This is what we came here to sign up for. And I think the biggest thing it teaches us is to trust trust the process trust yourself trust the universe trust that the future is going to work it comes down to trust and and faith in yourself and faith in also whatever you believe in whether it's your higher self the universe um a god whatever that might be for you it's definitely a lot of this comes down to faith and trust and just relaxing into the moment and not thinking too much in the future because i'm definitely uh that's definitely been a bad habit of mine (laughs)
0: Could you give me so there'll be a lot of people listening to this going that so I'm with you I'm all about the trust I'm all about the energy I'm all about believing and having faith and everything's a learning experience but you meet some people and they're just not there they're very low they're very depressed they're in a very like negative Mm headspace is there advice that you could give them to kind of trust in the trust I know it sounds a bit weird but. It's easy for us as positive, energetic people to say stuff like this, but mm-hmm. when you're not in that mood, when you're in a low state, is there any advice you could give to people in that kind of mindset? Yeah.
1: It, it's one of those things where you can't really, because I used to hear this all the time, mm. and it's, you can understand it conceptually, but until you experience it, you can't fully believe. In, in it until you experience it so like for example like when I first started building my business there, there was times um, so when I was I think it was 19 or 20, 19 or 20 I, I decided to quit my my job I was working at Forever 21 and I quit you and I was like I'm forever going. I know, I know it was like <laughs> for like a day or a week or something it was
0: never tw- forever 21 <laughs>
1: Uh, Sponsored by Forever 21. (laughs) Um... But yeah, yeah. And I decided to go all in. And I remember, like, definitely fearful, like, anxious times. And there was times where I'm like, all right, I gotta pay rent, da-da-da-da-da. And um, it was coming up. And, like, it was was so really to a point where, like, there was... I I couldn't see a way where how I would generate that last piece of income I needed. And out of nowhere, through synchronistic, like, it just wouldn't make any logical sense how this come through. Maybe, like, a day or two before I really needed it. Sometimes it day before I needed it, random person would be like, hey, so I was having a conversation with this person. Let me introduce you and like da-da-da-da-da. Then the investor would be, hey, let's get on the phone like right now. Are you free? Da-da-da. And then by the end of the call, like the payment would be in my account. I'd be like, what, what the hell? hell? And this has happened like like maybe two, three times. And I was like, okay, this is definitely this is that thing they're talking about, about trusting the universe. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I think people have to I think people just got to experience it themselves. And in terms like if you are in a dark place, the best thing you can do is feed your mind. Um, You know, go on YouTube, pull up like Jay Shetty, Prince EA, um, just, just content that's going to uplift you. Um, and yeah, just feeding your mind, feeding your mind, feeding yourself. I love
0: that feeding your mind.
1: Yeah, because there's times where like I've definitely been in a dark place. Because again, this road isn't—it's it, not an easy one, you know. Or else it—it it, we're only given challenges we can handle. And I think once we conceptualize that on some level it'll it'll that seed will start to grow and eventually start to blossom when the time is right and when you need it the most. But um yeah, yeah, I think meditation is huge. Uh with that said, as a disclaimer, this isn't something I do too consistently. Um <laughs> uh, mostly do it when I really need it. I gotta get into a more consistent habit of doing it, just letting y'all know. <laughs> Um, at least you're
0: being honest
1: Yeah But yeah Yeah,
0: yeah. That's a good answer Okay um, I'm gonna give you to end Cause I know we could talk all day Yeah But we gotta yeah, wrap it up Yeah And yeah. um, I'm gonna do three random fire questions
1: Okay Okay let's you go, ready You gotta go, think fast go,
0: Let's go Worst food you've ever eaten
1: Oh It's at the tip of my tongue It's an English delicacy
0: Fish and chips
1: No The other one It's like Chicken pie No Other one It's like chicken liver.
0: Oh God, no! You know what I'm talking about? I've not tried that,
1: but it's at the tip of my tongue. And anyone who lives in... Chicken (laughs) pate? No, 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 no. Um, Ah, it's at the tip of my tongue. It'll come to me. But it's like you have it on bread. It's like a jam. Um, It's like an English delicacy. Let me.
0: I'm gonna have to Google this. It's
1: either it's one of those things where you either hate it or you love it. Um, Type in English delicacy. Let's see. I feel like it'd be one of the first. Things that pop up.
0: Steak and kidney pie, fish and chips, bangers and that. No. What? What? It was
1: starts it? with the M. M. Mar... No.
0: Marmalade.
1: Mar. Yes. Marmalade. Yes. That thing. That <laughs> or thing. Oh,
0: marmite.
1: Marmite. 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 Oh my god! I'm oh so my glad god. That
0: you said that because I hate marmite. Yeah. Marmite. Oh. <laughs>
1: yeah. my favorite is thing on disgusting. this planet. Okay. We'll great. never have that again.
0: Best advice you've ever heard. <laughs>
1: I got to think about what the best advice is, but really good advice I got is definitely, like, keep your ears bigger than your mouth. Listen more than you you speak. Your ears are bigger than your lips for a reason.
0: Oh, I love that. Say it again.
1: Uh, Keep your ears bigger than your mouth. Your ears are bigger than your lips for a reason.
0: Fuck, that's such a good one. Mm. Okay, if you were going to die, what age would you be satisfied at?
1: 120.
0: (laughs) Okay, where we go? Strong goals. <laughs> I mean, or
1: 111. Like, that's like the minimum for me. We're going to live a, we got, we got lucky being born in this generation. We're going to live a long time. We got, well, unless accidental things happen. But, like, for, in terms of health wise, we're going to live a long time.
0: Health wise, maybe, but not wars and environment.
1: This is true. This is true. <laughs> We've
0: got a lot coming <laughs> I've on, convinced
1: right? <laughs> myself otherwise. 111 is like the minimum. That's it. That's it. But I'm aiming for 120. <laughs>
0: That's, that's a good age Corey. you've been an absolute dream thank you so much for coming on the podcast i know you're going to inspire so many people because you already really inspire me Aww. so thank Thanks you for having me on. <laughs> guys don't forget to rate subscribe like review all that jazz and we're going to put Corey's website and links to all his music um on the show notes anything else Corey?
1: you've been a gem thank ah. you
0: i <laughs> love you <laughs> <laughs> If you liked or hated that episode, please subscribe, rate and review it on all your podcast channels. You can find me on Instagram at amy mansono. you can't find me on Facebook, or you can email me at amy at quarterlifecrazy.com. Enjoy!